I don't even know where to begin, man. Now, before I play the episode, man, I, I believe in this episode, I spoke about a lot of shit. I spoke about Khloe Kardashian and the stupid shit she's been doing with Tristan Thompson. I spoke about protect black women and exactly how far I would go to protect a black woman who I don't know. And much, much more. But before I dive into the episode, man, again, you guys out there, man, who stay showing love, support, and con- contributing to the podcast, I want to give you guys a hand clap. Yes, sir. And again, you guys can sign up to become a monthly supporter of the podcast for as low as 99 cents. If you guys click the link in any podcast episode description, it says become a supporter and you guys can support for as low as 99 cents a month, $5 or $10 a month. And again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC stories. 718. Again, that is dollar sign NYC stories. 718. Anything you guys can contribute, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, everything is appreciated because I make these episodes by myself, whether it be recording, the sound bites, try to make sure that the audio quality is top notch. I do everything myself. I'm an indie podcaster. I invest my time, my my finances and my resources just to give you guys hopefully good content. Say things that kind of make you guys really think like, damn, I don't really agree with what he said sometimes, but I feel him on that shit. I see exactly where he was trying to go. Now, I don't, I, I don't fully agree with your dumb ass, but I like where you was trying to go. 95% of these episodes are 100% free for you guys on any platform you listen to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So any contribution you guys make is loved and appreciated. You guys out there, man, who've been day one listeners, thank you so much. Let's dive into the shit, man. Y'all know what time it is. This is that. Brand new LCP. Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Y'all know what time it is, man. You guys are back for another week at the LCP, that lunchroom chatter, that. Oh, oh. Brand new LCP. Now, I didn't plan to release the episode this week, but I figured I'd stop by because I know a lot of you guys love the podcast. It gets you through work, your drive to work, whether you're at work and your boss is pissing you the fuck off. I figured I'd stop by this week for a little extra addition so I can cover some, some of the ghetto, some of the hood rats, some of the stupid ass news and. Somebody on my list this week is Khloe Kardashian. Khloe Kardashian, how many times you gonna take this nigga Tristan Thompson back? This nigga is showing you time after time after time again that you are his fucking doormat. Yet you keep vouching for this motherfucker. Now, before I get to Tristan Thompson, now last week on um on my Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chat Apart, I posed the question. Now the question came from a story out of Philadelphia, New York. Now in Philadelphia, New York. There was a couple at a train station at about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, the couple, they were sitting there. They were approached by a black man. The black man came up, put a gun to the boyfriend's head, and raped this man's girl with him right there watching the shit. Fellas, can you imagine? Or ladies, can you imagine you getting raped as your man watches? Now, that posed the question um, of protection in a relationship because... Keep in mind that the suspect had the gun to the man's head. So if the man tried to defend his girl or stop the rape in any kind of way, bow, the gun goes off the nigga dead. So I posed the question on Instagram. If God forbid, again, God forbid 
You are in a situation like that. How would you want your man to defend you? Would you want your man to interfere and stop the rape? Or would you want your man to simply let it happen? Not because he wants you to get raped. And again, I know this subject, this topic is fucking touchy, but it happened. Would you want your man to survive? Or would you want your man to show his dominance, to show you, you know, how macho he is? And die to stop you from being raped. But then on the flip side, the guy can shoot you and still rape you. So now he died for nothing. So it's kind of a lose-lose all over. But I posed the question. I had two voicemails come in. Let me play the first voice message again. Y'all know what time it's been. It's the brand new episode. This is that. Brand new LCP. Let's dive into the first shit. Okay, in reference to your question about me being raped while my husband is present, unless my husband has some sort of specialized training, um, I would need for him to just like chill out and like pray to God that we don't both get killed because I think you run a risk either way. If you try to fight, of course, like nigga gonna pop you, but. I feel like you can get, like, the dude can decide to kill both you guys. Either mm. way, that would be a really, really sick and twisted way to go out. But wow. I would not want my husband to intervene because it's just not worth the risk. You know, yes, we're going to need therapy. Yes, we're going to need counseling and all of that. But it's just not worth him trying to fight him unless this baby got some specialized tactical training to intervene. Of course, if the man did not have a weapon, I'm going to need for my husband to kick this nigga ass, like, straight up. First of all, I would try to beat his ass, but, of course, we're dealing with a weapon, so <laughs> I'll give him a strong pass unless his ass was supposed to carry a gun and he didn't have his tool on him at the time. But, all right, that's my little two cents. But, yeah. <laughs> I want to clap it up, but now she right. She right. Now... If the guy would have would have um, approached the couple and all he had was his hands, yeah, you might gotta fight that. Well, not might. You do gotta fight that. Like you can't let somebody rape your girl, your wife, whoever, your fiance, and the guy does not have a weapon. You gotta fight that. But she's right. After that, you guys are going to need counseling because something that happens like that. That's fucking tough. Now, before I play the next voicemail, let me dive into the story. I got the news clip pulled up so you guys can hear this. Again, this happened in Philadelphia at the SEPTA train station. This report is from 6ABC Philadelphia. It's pictures of a man that they say it's wanted for raping a woman at gunpoint in a SEPTA station. Investigators saying it all happened earlier this morning while the suspect forced the victim's boyfriend to watch this. Action News reporter Julian Mealy live outside the Special Victims Unit there in Hunting Park with the latest on this investigation, including uh, Julian, a closer look at these surveillance pictures. That's right, Gray, and we will show you that in just a second. This happened right around the time the station was opening for the morning commute. SEPTA tells me the subway trains start operating around 445, and you mentioned those pictures that we have. SEPTA cameras were able to capture images of the suspect the police are looking for, and they want you to take a look and notice a distinctive article of clothing. 
This man wearing a gray NASA hooded sweatshirt riding a bike was last seen heading north on Broad Street from the Snyder Septa station in South Philadelphia. Police say he is wanted for raping a 40 year old woman on the Septa platform around 430 this morning. Our survivor was with a boyfriend of hers. Uh, we know that she was uh, trying on some clothes and they were down there. You don't see anybody else in the video and then our uh, our offender arrives at the scene. Police say the woman's boyfriend and the suspect had a brief encounter and minutes later pointed the gun at the boyfriend and put the gun at the back of our survivor and then proceeded to demand that uh, sex. She described the gun as a black Glock style gun, not necessarily a Glock, but a Glock style gun with a extended magazine that was green in color. This is not the first time a woman got raped or assaulted in the subway. And I think they need to have security guards, you know, down here. On April 24th, a rape occurred on the Septa Broad Street line between the Erie and Gerard Avenue stations. A suspect was taken into custody for that incident. And according to Septa Public Data, between January and March, there was at least one other rape this year. Septa says it, quote, knows that riders have concerns about safety and security on the system, and we are addressing them. We are working to increase the visibility of police officers on the system. People who live in the area say more needs to be done. It's not safe at all. It looks like many Kensington. I think it's sad, but I'm not surprised because everything goes on down there. Everything. Now, police also say the man <coughs> appears to be in his mid-20s. They say he's about... I want to boo that nigga off the jump. That's some fucked up shit, man. Now, I know that mental health is real. You know, it's real. Now, a lot of people love saying that, you know, mental health, that's an excuse. But no, mental health is real. Because somebody who is in their their right frame of mind, somebody who is quote unquote, because nobody's perfect. But somebody who has a mind that is logical is not trying to rape nobody. Like I've never, like I see women outside who I think look good. I see women outside. I see. I might be like, damn, she look good. She fine. But nowhere in my mind do I ever think, you know what? She looks so good. I want to rape her. Like that's some fucked up shit. Like you cannot be there fully mentally in any capacity. If that's where your mind goes, when you see someone who you think is attractive or if you just sexually frustrated, Nigga, it's so many places you can go. It's so many things you can do to get that frustration out as opposed to, just rape like that's the ultimate that's one of the ultimate signs of fucking disrespect and evilness outside of fucking murder but let's dive into the next voicemail let's see what she had to say in regards to had she been in that situation what she would want her man to do i mean as much as it would suck i say you do what keeps you both alive whether Mm. Guys at gunpoint or not, as a female, hopefully he would just rape, which would suck. But you would be alive, and your husband would be alive. Hopefully, hopefully the government wouldn't do that and still kill you both. But mm. we definitely know that if you didn't do it, or the guy tried to stop that, he would kill the boyfriend, and like you said, still rape you. So. <sighs> Mm-mm-mm. Do whatever you can in that moment to keep you both alive because it's just not worth your life. Mm. It's tough even listening to that. And like I said, I wanted to ask the question not to, you know, invoke or, 
you know, revisit anybody's past trauma if they have had those situations in the past. But I asked the question just because it's something that happened. And I know the, the, the huge, you know, psychological, the physical, just the emotional damage that one can have or even both, especially the woman, especially even on a man, because it's like it's tough. For a situation like that to happen And now you gotta go home And look at your woman in the face Knowing that as the man You know people see you to be the the provider The protector Like to make a woman feel safe And to know that in the moment You couldn't make her feel safe That shit tough man That's some tough shit Tough I wanna boo that nigga one more time Fuck you bitch Now on the on the opposite side, speaking of being the provider, now I spoke about this many times on the podcast about how I believe that to me, protect black women is not only about using physical harm to get her out of that situation. When I say protect black women, I'm talking about all women. But you know, the the online narrative is, is protect black women. But again, I'm speaking for all Woman, so please don't hit my DMs. Well, John, I think that all women need to be protected. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm not speaking about just black women, but the phrase online on social media is protect black women. Now, situation happened in shit, Atlanta. And I spoke about this in the past where if again it's my opinion, if I'm if I'm outside, let's say for example, I'm going to Target, and I see a couple arguing, and I I just I see them. They arguing, you know, he's smacking her. He pulls out a weapon. Like, am I going to step in in front or try to defuse a situation if a guy has a gun or a knife and he's assaulting a woman? You guys can say I'm fucked up. You guys can say I'm a bitch. You guys can say I'm stupid, but I'm probably not going to intervene. Now, I'm not going to record the shit. I'm probably going to call 911 ASAP. Shout out to me for calling the police. But am I going to step my black ass in between a situation for a woman I don't know? That's a hell no. Oh, my. What? Oh, my God. That's not going to happen. Ooh, you a lie. And it's not going to happen because I got a family. I got a son. I got a mom. I got people that care about me. People I provide for to where I'm not going to step in front and risk my life for somebody I don't know. Just so I can be posted on the shade room, um, TMZ. Oh my God, good Samaritan saves a woman's life and he dies. Fuck that shit. That's not what I want to be. I'm not trying to be in the shade room and have everybody under the, under the fucking article. Oh my God, John, he died the real nigga. That's the real protector. Because you motherfuckers that's saying that, you guys are not going to sign up to provide for my son the rest of his life because I'm now dead. So fuck that shit. Now, situation that happened... In Atlanta at the gas station Similar situation There was a couple arguing At a gas station And there was a black man Who tried to intervene To prevent this situation from escalating Now I'm trying to see if I get the shit pulled up Because like I said man It's tough Because you know I'm somebody I'm very caring I'm very compassionate So would I want to intervene? Yes now, again, if I have a weapon or if I size the situation up and I see that the situation is a situation that I can possibly, again, possibly defuse or I can get the situation to end on a positive note, 
then I might intervene. But I don't think I'm just going to randomly intervene if I see a situation that's potentially hostile because at the end of the day, it's fucked up, but you got to think about yourself first. It's not about me, you know, being less caring. It's not about me, you know, just being delusional to the fact that this woman's life may be in jeopardy, but my life come before her. Now, if I love you and it's somebody who I'm, who I have a, a huge rapport with and somebody I dearly care about, then yes, I'm intervene and what happens happens. But a random woman, that's a hell fucking no. But let's play the news article so you guys can hear some more details. So listen to this shit. I'll be right back. Breaking news tonight into our newsroom just hours ago. Yeah, police tell 11 Alive they have a suspect in the shooting at a DeKalb County gas station that left a good Samaritan dead. This is what we know. 36-year-old Demario Parrish, a father of three little girls, he was killed last week at the Chevron on Candler Road in Decatur. It was all caught on security cameras, folks, and police say he was trying to stop an argument between a man and a woman when the man shot him. Oh, just so sad and senseless. Don White is here now, and Don, I know you spoke with county leaders and the family of Demario, too. I know you said it was just such a tough conversation, and really their whole goal is to just prevent more senseless tragedies like this. It is. It was very sad. Talked to four of his family members today. And I spoke to them just hours ago after his funeral, which took place at 1 o'clock today. They say the reality of his sudden and tragic death is something they still haven't come to terms with. 36-year-old Demario Parrish always wanted to help people. He was a loving kind of guy, overprotective of his mother, sisters, and his family. No matter what, he was always going to protect you from whatever situation you're in. His protectiveness led him to step in this situation at a gas station last week when he saw a man and woman fighting. When I saw it on TV, first thing I said was, why did he have to shoot him? DeMario's protectiveness over a stranger at a gas station eventually led to his death. He's a father of three daughters, which he left behind. This was just a sudden act that happened overnight that we're still trying to believe it happened. His three little girls now left without a father. When you drive up at service stations, we have so many incidents of crime and violence. Violence like the shooting taking Demario's life is prompting DeKalb County Commissioner Lorraine Cochran Johnson. I want to pause it right there because it's a lot of, it's a lot of parts that they're leaving out. And again, I'm trying to be, you know, sensitive here to the fact that a man did lose his life. I seen the full surveillance tape. They released the full surveillance tape and this this man had so many chances to walk away. Again, I'm not saying that he should not have stepped in if he felt like protecting this woman was his duty. But he was in an ongoing argument with the with the male in this car for about a good 5 to 10 minutes. A good 5 to 10 minutes. Like I said, I feel like the best thing he could have did, okay, if you think a woman is being abused in the car, go in the gas station. This happened outside a gas station. Go in the gas station, go in the bathroom, wherever, call the police, yo, something, something happening outside, and mind your fucking business. You got three kids at home. Your number one responsibility is getting home to your three fucking kids before you protect the random stranger outside. Again, that's my opinion. That's how I feel. Again, number two, 
when you look at the the um go look at the full surveillance tape of what happened in this crime. It looked like he motioned or pulled out a gun minutes before he was shot as a way to kind of exhort his his dominance over the male in the car who he probably thought didn't have shit. And I'm going to say right now, any good lawyer, any good lawyer out here is going to make this case go away. I repeat, I, I feel bad that this guy lost his life for, you know, trying to protect the woman. But I felt like it reached the point on the video to me as I was watching the video and I watched the video twice where it was no longer about protecting the woman. It was it started to go to like macho shit. Like, yeah, I'm a man. Fuck out. Like, that's what it seemed like it it escalated to as opposed to simply being centered on the woman. Because after the they had the initial confrontation and it looked like the, you know, the the victim, the guy who passed away, he was reaching in his waistband. It looked like he pulled out a gun. He put it back and the suspect, the guy who shot him before this whole thing even happened. He left the gas pump. He pulled into a parking spot. Away from where the guy was yelling at him. They pulled into the parking spot. The victim, the guy who died, he left. He went back in his car. Eventually, he got back out, walked all the way over to the parking spot where the car was parked at. And was reaching in his waistband. I don't know if he was going there to threaten the guy or to get his last words in. And as soon as he got to the window, pow, pow, shots fired. And the victim ran away and I guess he collapsed in the grass off screen. We can't see it. But there's so many points during this whole dispute where he could have called the police or he could have walked the fuck away. So, yes, if it's two or three in the morning and now I see you coming up to my driver's side window in the dark after we just had a confrontation and you just reached inside your waistband and was showing me that you had a weapon. Regardless, I'm probably going to shoot first. And again, I, I just, it hurts that, that, you know, in our culture, in our black community, that, you know, when we encounter issues, the first thing people think of to do is we got to resort to violence. We got to resort to physical assault. I hate it. And that takes me back to the fucking bullshit ass social media challenge last week where y'all seen the bullshit where you, you had all these parents telling their kids, hey, let's go outside. Hey, you know, there's a dad down, there's a mom down the street who wants to fight and she has a child and, you know, you got to fuck up her child. Like we, like we embed this shit in our kids' heads from a young fucking age and then as they get older, like we don't really realize the, well, I realize it and, and I know some of you guys who are mature, you guys realize it, but a lot of people don't realize the long lasting effects that teaching these things on a young child can have. We are teaching our young kids that when you have an issue, we don't talk it out. We don't find the peaceful means of resolution to where everybody gets to walk away and go home safe. When you have a confrontation, when you have a disagreement, we got to go down there and fuck somebody up. That's the first thing we do. Boo. And that's why I said I hate it because from a young age, it's this, it's teaching, it's teaching kids, it's teaching the youth the wrong way to handle their problems, and it's something that I hate, man. I hate that shit, man. That shit pissed me the fuck off, man. 
Let me see what else I got on my list. I told you, man, this episode was off the top, off the cuff. I ain't have shit on my list. Shit, I, I see motherfuckers. But matter of fact, hold on. Before I even start, man, get well to my guy, Lil Duval. Comedian Lil Duval. He was injured, um, I believe, a couple days ago. He was riding his, his four-wheel ATV, and he was hit by somebody driving the car. He said he was hit at full speed. I think he broke his legs, suffered scrapes and bruises. And, you know, he's having a hard time walking. But, you know, I want to send some love, send some hand claps, send some good energy his way. Get back on your feet, bro. I seen I seen him perform about two three times at stand up shows. He's he's super funny. He's been doing it a long ass time. So I do hope he get himself back together, man. But um, <clears throat> yo, why are people mad at celebrities buying these fucking Powerball tickets? I seen the other day. I think DJ Khaled. Um, I think plenty of celebrities have been posting online the fact that they bought these tickets. They trying to win that billion dollars. What's the issue? A billion dollars is a lot of fucking money. I don't care if I'm $10 million up. Like, my net worth could be $20 million. If I got a chance to get a billion, I'm probably going to do it. And something a lot of people don't realize is that the Powerball is a billion. But once they take out all the fucking taxes and shit, you're you going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars off that billion. So you might walk away maybe about three, four hundred million. That's a lot of money still. But you ain't just going to get a billion dollars deposited into your fucking bank account. A lot of motherfuckers don't realize this shit because they think that it's a billion. So if I see a billion, I'm going to get the billion. A lot of you motherfuckers need to get your shit together. Need to just think outside of yourself and just be fucking realistic, man. Be real. I'm tired of this shit, man. But somebody else who tired of some shit, man. Um, Neo's wife, man. She decided that she's walking away from Neo after all this time. Now, for you guys who don't know, Neo is married. Now, he was married a couple years ago. They came out, said that they were going through a divorce. They was going to get the divorce. She was tired of his shit. It was done. They eventually found a way, I guess, to reconcile during a pandemic. I guess they were spending more time together during the pandemic. And they eventually got back together. Yes, they... That we, we only gonna clap for two seconds because it ain't last that long. Now, his wife, soon to be ex-wife, Crystal Smith, came out today and she posted something on Instagram, which I hate because if you're going through a situation, I hate when people rush you online, especially celebrities, rush you online. They rush you online first so that they can win the battle of public opinion. Now, she rushed on social media and she said, eight years. Eight years of lies and deception. Eight years of unknowingly sharing my life and my husband with numerous women who sell their bodies to him unprotected. Every last one of them. To say I am heartbroken and disgusted is an understatement. To ask me to stay and accept it is absolutely insane. The mentality of a narcissist. I will no longer lie to the public or pretend that this is something it isn't. Number one, you ain't have to lie in the first place. If you said it has been eight years, not one, not two, not three, but eight years of lies and deception and that you have been sharing your husband with these women for the whole fucking eight years. See, I don't know if I would say what she said because now this shit going to make me look stupid. The fact that this has been going on, as she said, damn near from the beginning and you still stayed. You plan to go through a divorce but now during the pandemic, you let somebody lie and get your ass back in to make you stay. 
eventually you get past the point of being able to blame somebody else and now the blame rests on you. Same thing going back to Chloe and Tristan Thompson. Before I used to be like, Tristan Thompson is an asshole, but now he's not an asshole to me no more. He is simply doing what the fuck he was always doing. And now the blame to me, now would it be nice for Tristan or Neo to be faithful and to be amazing? It would, but we live on fucking earth. What the woman always say, you know, when somebody shows you who you really are, it's best to believe it. They showing you who the fuck they are already. Tristan Thompson has been showing Chloe who the fuck he is for forever. And she's still here. And now they got a surrogate right now conceiving their child. And it, reports came out and said that she wanted Tristan Thompson to be the child's father because she didn't want to have two separate dads. And I get it. But now you bonded together with the guy who is making a complete fool out. Now you bonded together for life with two fucking kids now instead of one. Crystal Smith, you said Neo was like this from the fucking beginning. And you still stayed. I'm done making excuses for grown ass adults, man. Once you grown, I don't give a fuck. Like you, we can't go off the, you know, I was young and I was immature. No, you know what the fuck was going on and you decided to fucking stay. So at that point, at a certain point, it's no longer on that person. And it now falls on you for being a complete dumbass to stay and accept what you said was going on from the beginning. Now, going back, if this happened when you were in high school, early college, I can understand. But when you were grown ass fucking adult, I don't really like that. But <clears throat> to end off this off the whim episode, man, again, this episode came out of nowhere. I am planning to release the episode. I was doing a lot of shit. I'm tired as hell. I've been sick. I've been exhausted. But one thing I love doing, I, like I just take pride. I love coming on here, shooting the shits, having great conversations. Every time I, I release these episodes, you guys send some great responses. We we have great conversations in my DMs about things you guys agree with or even don't agree with. Now, one in this podcast off with a question. Now, for you guys who watch P Valley, you guys know Lil Murder. Lil Murder is the rapper, but you know he is he gay? Is he bisexual? We know he'd be fucking the shit out of Uncle Clifford on P-Valley. Now, I didn't know. I believe he got a wife and kids outside of the show. So my question for the ladies is, ladies, you got a man. Your man want to become an actor. He gets a breakout role on a TV show where he has to be gay and has to simulate fucking a man. Or getting fucked. Would you be okay with him doing that if it betters or boosts his career? Because the guy who plays Lil Murder, I believe his name is J. Alphonse Nicholson, like this has done wonders for his career. I believe he was doing music outside of, well, before he even got cast into the role. He had little small acting parts here and there, but this has definitely been his breakout role. So would you be okay with your man having a role like this if it means bettering his career? And again, if you guys are married, bettering his career means you guys now have a better lifestyle. So would you be okay with that or would you tell him, hey, I know that 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 role is good for your career, but I don't want my friends and my family seeing you 
fucking a man or getting fucked by a man on TV. Again, you guys can send a voicemail. You guys can click the link in any episode description right now. Send the voicemail straight to the podcast, or you guys can hit my DMs on Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chatter Pod. Send a DM. Let me know how you guys feel, man. And I'll get to that shit next week on a brand new episode, man. Y'all know what time it is. This is that. Brand new LCP. You guys stay safe, man. And please avoid that monkey pox. Like, have y'all been seeing the fucking pictures of the monkey pox? That monkey pox. Oh, that shit look fucked up. That shit look fucked up. The monkey pox shit look crazy. So you guys be safe. As always, it's your man John A. Schultz. You guys want to contribute? My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. You guys can click the link in any episode podcast description. You guys can support for as low as 99 cents a month, bro. That's it. Bonus episodes are available on Lunchroom Plus, which is only on Apple Podcasts. You guys stay safe. Hey, man, and be smart, man. Y'all know what time it is. Again, this is that. Brand new LCP.